Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to the realest podcast in the dunya. I'm your host Rami with your other host Fayad. And unfortunately, we are one man down. He is MIA, but inshallah, we have amazing brother Gabriel to make up for that, inshallah. And this is a continuation of the Intimacy series, probably one of the most important series we are starting or uh, we are continuing, actually, even though you may not understand the wisdom until you watch it. So go check out episode one if you have not watched the playlist up till now. Assalamu alaikum, Gabriel. How you doing? Alhamdulillah. So today, subhanAllah, we talked about a lot, alhamdulillah, in previous episodes, some of which I wasn't a part of, but no, that's alhamdulillah. And now we need to talk about, you know, how do we actually maintain a marriage? Because it's one thing to get married and have a good, you know, day, night, week, and then marriage actually hits you. And now you're living with a person and you have to not only maintain this passionate love, but you have to mm. learn how to be merciful towards someone and to maintain this attraction. So how exactly would a person, especially men who are supposed to be the leaders, how would they go about something like that? MashaAllah. Okay. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu rasulillah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. Just let's uh, take a step back and review what happened in our last episode. We talked about marriage and I think that episode was really, um, alhamdulillah, important because there's many mistakes that are done till today i receive messages from people uh, uh you know counseling that oh my god i did this i did that wrong and this is what happened you know it kind of leaves um a couple in, in trauma if they don't know what to do and they don't know how to react to each other it's supposed to be the most beautiful night of your life right kind of like you've been waiting for this your whole life some people wait for a long time. Some people get married. There was one brother here, one of my clients uh, last week. And, uh, you know, we were counseling and he was trying to get married. And I said, Are you, you've never been married before. He's like, never. Meaning he's a virgin, <clears throat> right? A lot of them, but like, he's a good man. He's, you know, like from a good family. So he's a virgin. And he's 42. You know, so imagine you're waiting like, okay, let's say since you have puberty, like, you know, about, I mean, like, you know, 20, uh, 30 years, you know, you're pretty much waiting uh, to get married, right? From the time you hit puberty. So it's, uh, it's very tough, you know, I think a lot of, subhanAllah, when I was in, in the, living in the Arab countries, there was a huge problem with women being, you know, in their 40s and virgin, not married, you know, so some people, subhanAllah, cannot get married today. We make it very difficult. I think society makes it extremely difficult. Um, recently, I was talking about the issue of mahar um, and posting some things about mahar, you know, and how difficult some parents make it on their children to pay. You know, the guys just get upset and be like, you know what, I don't want to buy your daughter, your daughter, like I'm out, right? But uh, it's, it's a reality. Right, so it's difficult to get married. Finally, you get married, and on your marriage night, it's supposed to be the nicest, most beautiful night. You just bomb it, you know. It's like it doesn't work out, and subhanAllah, you know. Um, again, basically, on just just kind of extracting some numbers, some statistics from my counseling, I would say that about eighty percent of the marital problems are linked to the lack of or the or problems with intimacy, right? And people say like, why is that? You know, like 
thinking about intimacy, all is sex the most important thing in your life? And all these questions that are illogical. And it is because, I mean, intimacy is the, the bond between a, a husband and wife, right? Now, that's what Allah SWT tells us, Surah Al-Rum, you know, He's put between you love and mercy. And love, mm. you know, we used to call intimacy making love, right? It was an expression of love. And I think today, I think we said it before, with the popularity of pornography and of uh, the loss of haya and the propagation of a lot of this fahisha and evil things that you see throughout that a lot of Muslim people in general are separating the two. Love is just like emotions. You have to cry and I need to get hugged and this and that, right? And that causes a problem too because that's the way the women interpret love now. It's like, you know, if man wants to come to his wife and be intimate, she'll say stuff like, oh, that's all you want from you. You just want to have sex, right? I just want to cuddle. And you he's think like, I'm right. All I want to do is have sex. <laughs> no, but it's like, that's the way most men express their love. And it's, it's, I think, yeah, there's a corruption of that behavior and that response. But in general, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be intimate or making love with your spouse. Like, that's what you want, right? And sometimes, you know, the woman says, I just want to cuddle. And I just want, I want you to love me. And then, like, the man says, but that's what exactly what I want to do. I want to love you. And she's like, no, but I don't want you to love me that way. And yeah. it's weird because, you know, I think, I think sometimes women also have to be a bit, they're, they're not so honest when it comes to this because when they get, you know, um, when it's the ovulation period, they also <laughs> get, they, they come very uh, hot on, right? And then the, the guy, like, he, it's not like the guy's going to be like, I just want to cuddle, you know, I just, I just don't want to be loved. Oh, no, like we're that, ready. Right? Bro. We, we stay ready. <laughs> Men are pretty much ready all the time, but there's, like this contradiction right like women if they don't feel it they, they don't want to you know kind of re, re, you know respond but but when they feel it then men have to respond all the time right um mm. and weird weird it's so strange strange very strange that i noticed this pattern now in my counseling that a lot of women now complain that men are not able to to respond now these days it's like it's switched like i have i have some clients who are you know like divorcing they're, they're they're taking khula they're taking divorce they're going to the sharia courts and the art the the issue is that my husband is not sleeping with me and it is it is a reason for divorce the, the scholars accept this if the man does not fulfill his duty of pleasing his wife uh, in intimacy then he uh, the, the judge can dissolve the marriage like there's obviously there'll be some counseling though it's not just like alt like just like that and that's what's happening but in, in general, if, that's, if that issue continues, then the judge can order, for example, the man to go to the doctor, to check himself. All these steps are taken. Because a lot of times sisters say, Subhanallah, sisters don't understand, right? They always blame Islam and they say, like, we're left alone. No one cares about us. We're always suffering. Men always get the best of it. And you have to understand this statement is made within a, a frame of, of a non-Muslim system. In a Muslim system, uh, a woman can go to the court and break, raise these issues in a Sharia court. And the judge will entertain these problems and will, you know, uh, force the man, 
by law to go to the doctor, to get counseling and all this. And he can be punished if he doesn't. Or, you know, the judge will, uh, will just dissolve the marriage. So I think women also have to understand that. But going back to the main point, that is that intimacy is just so important. It is the, the bond. And imagine what comes out of intimacy. Pleasure, yes, that is one thing. But that event generates love and affection, mm. right? It generates intensity, passion, right? And yes, it is, it is carnal as well, but that's the whole point because you have two physical bodies coming together. So no doubt, Islam is not about, you know, long type of philosophy. It is carnal, but because we are human beings and that's exactly what we are. But what comes out of that bond, what's generated is this energy, this love and passion and compassion. Yes. One, one quick sec. So uh, I think Anhel just didn't get our message because we sent it on WhatsApp. So I sent it to him on iMessage and he's here. So I'm going to just add him through. Okay. But uh, you can continue. So, and that energy is so needed mm-hmm. for, for what? For children, for family. Like if you don't have that energy between a husband and wife, if you don't have that bond being there, subhanAllah, Psychologists talk about the effects of the lack of love and commitment and passion between spouses, between husband and wife in a healthy family. And the lack of that can result in a negative upbringing of the children, lack of emotions, understanding, love, and so on. That is something that is very important because people think, is it just about sex? It's not just about sex. It's about love. It's about emotions. It's about passion, which generates energy, love energy, emotions, compassion, mm. which is felt in the household, which in turn, in turn affects the children and their upbringing and their emotional uh, intelligence. Right. So when when children see the father and the mother hugging and kissing and, you know, I'm not talking about something, you know, extra, but I'm talking about just the normal. Right. Holding hands, just seeing. And the Prophet would hold his wife's hands. The Prophet would be, you know, very open about his love. For example, when he was asked, he said, I love Aisha, you know, and that type of love is important. So when the kids see it, they will grow up to to appreciate that to do the same thing but when children grow up in an environment where they never see the child the, the parents interacting and loving each other then that will have a huge impact on their mm. development and what they will do especially if they grow up in an environment where it's always fighting and there's always you know there's physical issues and problems and then screaming and whatnot then of course this is going to affect them so yes is so important and yes that night that sets the standards that we talked about last time i hope people go and visit that episode once again because it's so important that night is the most important night when it comes to marriage because you set the standards right so but the question is now how do we how do we maintain the 
mm-hmm. the sparks, right? I think that's let me the say, problem. Let me say three things. So first thing, uh, they missed the message, but they, they had stuff to say about the eggplant emoji. So I just want to let you guys know that just because of that, I'm going to add another eggplant emoji for the next one. Second thing is it's, it's, it's only about sex is what they say until they're ovulating, right? Then it's, then, you know, we're always ready. It's about sex. Selective, selectivity, yeah. Third thing, bro, I just wanted to say salam alaikum to Anha. Angel, salam alaikum. Wa alaikum asalam, guys. My, uh, my uh, phone is charging. It has like 2% battery, so I'm not going to be uh, speaking. All right, bro. Yeah. No worries. ¿Qué pasó, bro? What's going on? Todo bien, todo bien, hermano. ¿Y tú? Nah, bien, bien. Mashallah. Bueno. Alhamdulillah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, right, so... Me- uh, let me yeah. ask all three of you a question. I'll let Gabriel go first, then the other two. If you had to pick one thing, what is the number one single, first and foremost, important thing for maintaining that spark? Mm. Just one thing. Okay. I think if you had to say one thing. I think to maintain a spark. Yeah, I think I think uh, communication. Really? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna say sex. Rami, go. I was going to say uh, <clears throat> the demeanor of the men, to be honest. Angel. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, let me connect this here real quick. Right. I was going to say it's a mix. A mix between the three of what you guys said. Yeah, I then, can't say anything like well, special. I think any of them are more important. Uh, it, listen, if it was me, I'd say sex is most important. But it, honestly, like communication is super important. The demeanor is super important. Like if the man doesn't hold his frame, then you know it's not going to happen. Mm. Right. But then if the man is not communicating with the girl, it's also not going to happen. Mm. And then if the man's having sex, but then isn't doing good, well, then that spark is not going to happen either. <laughs> So the key is so. to communicate to her ear while you're having sex with her while holding frame simultaneously. That's a dangerous <laughs> okay. combination, bro. I think I think Anna's answer is the best, bro. But yeah, Brother Gabriel, let's say you have couples coming in. Now we don't want to hear any names. Obviously, we're gonna keep it yeah. confidential because of the counseling you do. What are some of the most frequent causes that you can prescribe or diagnose to people that come to you and they have dysfunctional marriages? Okay. All right. So, subhanAllah, recently I was uh, targeted by some uh, interesting people to say that, you know, uh, the, the counseling that I do is not real. I'm making these things up and blah, blah, blah. You know, and I was like, my God, you know, like these people, you know, if I come to like, this, this is, this is my, my black book of counseling, you know, <laughs> this is where all the, all the, all the different cases, you know, uh, that I write for every, client you know like i mean it's there's hundreds of cases here okay where i discuss and i write you know their notes where i I listen to them you know people actually are not ready if i were to start pulling cases from this book and start going into detail i think people go like they'll be like no way this is like sci-fi it's you know no way right and it's because like i don't know i think we're just I don't know which planet we live on or what's happening. Why are we denying reality? 
why are, are we lost is it is it life in the movies or what is the media that we just feel that things are just on tv i'm not sure but the, this stuff is real okay this stuff that your podcast talks about that we talk about this is real stuff you know what i mean and yeah we can pretend that we're something different and talk about things that are important as well and many brothers do that mashallah but i think that's what we agreed that we're just going to be what you guys said the realest podcast in dunya right it's like let's talk about like real stuff so but let me just really before i answer that why i chose communication because that's where i see from my counseling that there's a disconnect so starting from marriage night um if the guy doesn't have any clue about what he's doing or he tries to pull perform something that he's seen for the past 10 years <laughs> while watching pornography or sometimes the girl believe it or not she will so she will shock him he sometimes it happened that he's a nice village boy <laughs> and she's like you know a wildcat and then he comes to me and he's like bro i don't know what to do i'm shocked you know like it, it happens it happens you have guys who come and say i can't hold it longer than you know like a minute right but but my friend told me it's okay like it's normal he does the same thing right and, and then but my wife wants me to go for 20 minutes right and i think she's crazy or i think she's asking too much and it becomes a it's, it's like sad you know but there's a disconnect in communication because they they don't communicate till the offense has been committed till they feel sour towards each other till they you know they really have already told family or friends and it's you know disrespectful and there's a lot of resentment a lot of things that cannot be undone right when someone starts talking about you and disrespecting you like that it's very difficult to forgive them so if you don't indicate so the woman for example cannot reach climax most women will hide it they will lie about it at the beginning because they don't want to hurt the husband right but if you don't communicate to the guy that look man is it's not working right like can we try something different then it's not going to work and if the guy is not willing to accept that communication so i have some clients where you know like they'll say like but i want to try different things or i like something different but he doesn't want to listen you know he just wants to do his thing or the guy will say she wants to just do her thing or you know some guys will say she's like a one one client said my wife is like like a piece of wood you know it's <laughs> like it's like that's that's all can compare it to you know just a piece of wood so what do you want me to do with a piece of wood so but then when you listen to the to the lady side that she'll say well he's like he's got no wood you know <laughs> it's, it's just you know it's just that so it depends like that's a hard part in, in our job is like you have to listen to both sides and subhanallah most of the time the story takes a 180 turn man when you listen to the other side you know but i would say communication like if you can communicate and you say look honey i got you know i i just didn't feel this or i just i, I didn't like this or i don't know the way you behave was not good or you know I don't know the way you smelled or the way you acted or the way you know you you've approached me or what you said to me how about we try this that's where the problem is i think you know by nature by fitra we are wired to be intimate you know i don't think anyone doesn't have the ability to be intimate the external factors that 
cause us to not be intimate or to get away from it, run away from it, the blocks, the psychological blocks, the resentment, the problems that reduce the frequency and the intensity and so on. And if not addressed, like there are couples who have not had intimacy for eight years, 10 years and so on. Imagine that, living together. And sometimes you ask them, but like, why are you doing that? Kids or for, you know, for the community or the family, we don't want it to feel bad. Like they did something wrong. Like they got us together. Certain cultures, like people come together, they arrange the marriages. So the, the kids don't want to hurt the, the parents, you know, with a divorce and so on. So communication, I think, is so important. I think if we can teach premarital courses and counseling and focus on that, you guys have to express, you know, the way you feel about intimacy. You have to agree before, because it's, it's quite weird, right? If one of them, after you've had your first night, turns to the other and says, by the way, I wasn't able to. Like, it's nice that you are able. I, I feel happy for you, but I didn't, you know, I wasn't able. And most of the time, Subhan is the woman who doesn't, you know, because she's biologically designed differently. Allah subhanahu wa has designed women when it comes to this quite different, right? And for men, it's a bit easier. Not always, but it is a bit easier. Okay, it happens also when men are not pleased. Okay, it does happen. But uh, it's usually the women who don't get pleased. It requires a little bit of extra anatomy to, for the man to understand like how to please his wife, right? Just a little bit of knowledge. It's not that difficult. But um, if the woman is going to turn to her husband and say like, look, you know, I'm happy that you've had a good time, but you know, I wasn't so satisfied. Most likely he's going to be upset. He's going to be hurt. But imagine if you could prevent that. Imagine if you have gone through like two weeks of counseling where you discuss this issue that, hey guys, this might happen. You know, are you guys ready to talk? What would you do if that happens? How do you respond? How do you talk? How do you, you know, how do you try again? Uh, you know, how do you express those, those feelings and emotions without hurting each other? I think it would, it would solve a lot of problems. Now, you don't have to get into like details and whatnot when you train, but just to raise the awareness that this is going to happen, you know, and you need to talk about it. And I think if that's the case, the first night, let's say, and trust me, most people, amazing sex in the first night they oh my god it was so like most people do not for most women it's traumatic it hurts it is like you know very very you know uh, not good it's usually after a month or two months where things get a bit you know more easy and more comfortable that people actually start enjoying or the woman starts enjoying intimacy but at the beginning it's usually not and the man is very reactionary because he's been waiting for this for 10, 15 years or whatever, right? And he kind of rushes and he cannot control himself. And yes, he can cause trauma, as we said, or, you know, it just leaves her hanging. So it's extremely, extremely important to continue to facilitate intimacy to, to, to you know, two people laying next to each other cuddling and hugging and talking and expressing feelings i know it might sound like uh you know but it is very important it is very important intimacy is not just about banging and just you know performing and doing this and that that is usually what pornography 
destroys, you know, the idea of intimacy when it comes to the fitra. So I think that is the, the most important. But going back to your question, bro, for my counseling, as I said, um, most people have no clue as to how the other people feels, right? Or how the other one feels. So like I had a client recently who said that finally when they're about to get divorced, okay, after like nine years, his wife says to me, I've only climaxed once with you. You've never taken once in nine years, bro. Do you understand? And how, and the guy said, I feel so hurt. Because like, I mean, the woman should talk too, right? Like should say like, come on. Yeah. And the other thing is, subhanAllah, you know what he said? He says, I wish I would know what you guys are talking about. Because he said, he's a convert. And he said, when I converted to Islam, I said, I'm not going to do the things, you know? So I just like kept it like, you know, just like one way, you know? What? And he's like, I'm not going to do the things that I did to like, you know, in Jahiliya to So I was like, bro, but that's not, you know, because I thought this is haram and this haram, this haram, this haram, this haram. I thought just missionary, just, you know, do it. And that's it. Finish. Right. And it'll be like done. Right. And I was like, subhanAllah. And then again, this is right. Yani, um, jahl, you know, it is ignorance. And as the scholars say, jahl, you know, that uh, the ignorant is, is an enemy to himself. Right. If you, if you don't know, and it's not necessarily his fault. Again, people don't talk about these things. Yeah, alhamdulillah, we have books, but sometimes these things are buried. Like people do not talk because they think it's against haya. They think it's not good. I, I agree that you shouldn't be like overly and, you know, have lack of adab and good manners. You have to have good manners. But it's such an important discussion because people are suffering. So I'll be very honest, guys. Couples who come to me for counseling, one of the main things I asked them at the beginning, how is your intimacy, right? And then maybe one asked me like, oh, how much did you spend on her? No, I straight up go for how is your intimacy, right? And they're like, they get shocked, you know? They're like, oh, well, I'm like, oh, it's, just, it's just a normal question. I said, are you guys intimate? How, how often and how is the quality? And... It's always, man, people who have marital problems, okay, it's always bad. It's always non-existent. It doesn't happen. Like last time we were intimate four months ago. Four months ago? Four months ago? Yeah, four months ago. Why? Well, because she doesn't, she, she doesn't want to talk. I don't want, uh, it's like, you know, four months. How is intimacy? Well, you know. Like two minutes, one minute, just kind of, you know, let's just get it over with. And, and that's it, you know, get and, it and over say, with. Well, yeah, get it over it. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm like, so what's the, so then when we finish the discussion, your mother said this and you didn't pay me that. And, you know, the, all these things disappear. Right. They, they're not a big problem. They're actually all these things have been amplified because the two are not close anymore. The two broke the bond. They're not talking. They don't love each other. There's no emotions. Remember what I said, right? That that family that, you know, the house is called second or from Sukun. And that emotion, that the energy is not there because intimacy is not there. Making love is not there, right? When you make love, you produce that energy, right? When you 
when you are when you've made love to your wife and you're you know you just like you want to hug even if you're moving around in the house you know you're always like there's a different you're relaxed when you're not intimate right if you look at it you're always on the edge you're always you have this extra energy that's built in you and that can turn into to amplify the problems oh why'd you look at me like this why'd you say that why you know something so small can become something huge oh you're late two minutes or you didn't pick up my call no but my phone was there no things so i think it's you know it's panelot right so all these small problems become huge right now i'm not talking about that people have no other problems other than intimacy but what i'm saying is that when when intimacy is, is good you can solve other problems man you can think differently you can be straight you can be relaxed you can you have a lot more logic and reason in your in your mind that when you're lacking intimacy and you're suffering for like the past four months right so i think it's key for for people to let me ask let me play devil's advocate there's a there's a quick thing that a lot of our viewers are going to say let's say they get married they want to just have good maintenance game for their marriage and they want to have a good sex life but they watch porn and they develop this thing called erectile dysfunction that you always talk about. Yeah. So, you know, we don't have too much time, but what is a quick fire, you know, I guess summary of how they can overcome erectile dysfunction aside from just time. Okay. So erectile dysfunction is, is, is kind of linked to a, to a mental issue, right? So your mind has been conditioned to react in a certain way to a 2d model, right? Cause usually when you watch porn, it's on the screen. So it's 2D. So when you're, you know, when you're with a 3D model, like a woman, then your body, your mind doesn't react the same way. So the mind is, is where it all starts in and then your body reacts, right? And that's where I think um, I was reading an article where uh, uh, the owner of Playboy, right? Yeah, he happened, right? Okay. They said that he he just he had all these beautiful women around him, but he he was only able he would have to watch porn and, and masturbate to be able to climax, like he, he wouldn't be able to actually, um, you know, be with these women, and that's something that you know they reported for for a long time because you saw, it was all about the screen, it's all about what he sees and what he, like uh, magazines are two D as well, exactly, <clears throat> so I think the the quick uh, fix for that is there's a lot of anxiety associated to lack of performance. So let's say if the man is not able to perform, he has erectile dysfunction. And um, obviously he's going to feel bad about it. The woman depends on how she's going to react, right? She can say, it's okay, honey, don't worry. Or whatever. Or she can just turn around and be upset. So it depends. And that's going to be a, 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 um, a reinforcer for next time, right? So because he failed now, Next time he's about to perform, he's going to have that anxiety. What if I don't get it up again, right? So that's actually going to turn into him not being able to do it. So it's going to keep doing that. So basically a solution to that is just to relax is for men to uh, focus on different techniques other than intercourse to be able to remove, I think we talked about it, the, the pressure of having to perform or, you know, it's basically you can please your wife with other techniques. And once she climaxes once, twice, it kind of relaxes the man that he can now do his thing 
And again, with communication and so on, the woman affirms that she's been pleased and you know that she's been pleased. If a man does not know that his wife been pleased, then he's got a problem, okay? If the woman can trick you and can, you know, fool you that she's climax or whatever, just to let you go, then you should be, you know, you're not understanding your, your wife's body language and, you know, and the way she should be. So if, if she communicates to you, she tells you, look, take it easy. I understand the pressure. And there's been a lot of articles where, you know, uh, that relate this kind of treatment where couples talk and, you know, there's, there's patience and um, there's other techniques that we talked about in the previous episodes where the man can please his wife and she can basically climax and she's happy, satisfied. And now she focuses on him to help him to kind of, you know, get it back. And of course, cutting the porn, just stopping it. That's one of the huge things, right? Your brain starts realigning and readjusting to the actual real situation, the 3D person that's, that's next to you, right? Mm-hmm. It requires a lot of patience from the woman and understanding because a lot of women, um, when they find that their husbands watch porn, I must say that like women are a bit more, um, I think that they stick around a bit more, but I think things are changing though, right? So when women catch like men, for example, like cheating or watching porn, they tend to stick around a bit more and keep trying to make it work out. But I think things are changing now. Um, and a lot of women, when they catch their husbands being addicted to this or doing something wrong, they they tend to now ask for divorce or to leave. So it's, it's increasing. Right? I think women are losing their patience or things are changing around in the world. They're being pushed. They're being uh, encouraged to leave at the first problem mm. and yeah so i think it requires a lot of patience a lot of discussion a lot of understanding and mm. the man to just realize that please my wife in many different ways other than just intercourse then intercourse can slowly come cool i think that was a phenomenal answer bro for anyone watching if there is something really important that you want to book brother gabriel will put a link in the description for a counseling session feel free to reach out to him but i think there's just under five minutes for brother rami so if there's anything that rami wants to say bro let it be known yeah so jazakallah khair um you mentioned communication when it comes to maintaining a uh, marriage um but what else is there because as anhel mentioned you know you can communicate everything right but that doesn't mean that everything else is up to par because perhaps communication is not the issue um Maybe there are things that she's communicating to you that you haven't worked on. So what would you say, I guess, is the second most important thing? Okay, so to maintain a healthy intimacy life and healthy marriage um, after communication, I I think everyone has to kind of work on themselves, right? Like um, if, if the man takes care of himself and the woman takes care of herself, if they understand each other's roles, and you maintain the frame of the family and the guy maintains his masculine frame and the woman maintains her feminine frame, organically, the two will continue having sparks. The problem is that in most couples being influenced by where there's this unnatural, unhealthy competition that starts once they get married. So work, the woman wants to work. She wants to prove herself that she's also worthy and so on. And again, we talked about work many times, but it's not about that. It's about sometimes she's not understanding her priorities. So she's stepping out of her feminine framework 
And the guy is going to have to compensate for that. So he's going to step out of his masculine framework and things become un uh, unnatural. They're not organic anymore. Uh, the woman is going to slowly, slowly become more masculine. She's going to have to wear pants or what or do this or rush every day or come late or things. I'm not just speaking on work, but what I'm trying to say is that the guy starts sometimes acting less masculine, the woman less feminine. Uh, the guy doesn't take care of himself anymore, so he loses masculine framework. It doesn't work out. He doesn't, you know, I mean, it was recently an article saying that, oh, working out is toxic masculinity enforced and blah, blah, blah. You know, men should not work out, right? All these silly things. Yesterday I posted from The Guardian where this lady, this feminist, was picking on tall buildings, saying this is a sign of toxic masculinity, building yeah, this, high she towers. She said the buildings looked like erections and they were spraying. And I looked at that, I was like, subhanAllah, bro. Like how, how disrespectful, bro, that how could they make those buildings without thinking of the woman's fragile, you know, sense of femininity? Uh, I mean, but, but it's, it's, it's becoming ridiculous, isn't it? Mm. I think it's, it's, I think we've reached a point where if these things make it to mainstream media, it's ridiculous. Right. But what I'm trying to say is that imagine that kind of woman, what kind of man does she have? Or does she even have a man? So what kind of relationship will it be? Right. Because again, there's always when when someone moves away from their position. Let's right now it's the Euro Cup, right? Uh, I'm just watching the the summaries of the games. I'm not gonna lie; people can mm. get whatever. I like I like football. I I grew up playing football. I played semi pro. I love football, you know, or soccer, whatever. So I watch the the summaries of the games, you know, three minutes, okay. But uh, imagine if 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 the midfielder moves to the wing too much right or if the sweeper leaves his position what's gonna what's gonna have to happen actually what happens is naturally someone from another position will have to compensate for that area that's not covered right and which results in the team suffering because that person now let's say if the sweeper is moving the, the right, right defense or left will have to compensate or the midfield has to come back, okay? So the team is going to suffer because he's left his position now. That's what happens in, in marriage. If, if the woman starts acting not feminine, doesn't take care of herself, doesn't you know, beautify herself anymore, right? If she doesn't pay attention to her husband, a lot of women start focusing on the kids once they have kids, only on the kids. I'm not saying you shouldn't focus on the kids, right? It's very important. But many women make this mistake that they get addicted to and they leave the husband. They don't sleep in his bed anymore and all that. And if the guy is not going to pay attention to the girl, he's growing a big belly, he starts smoking, whatever, he's losing his hair, all these things, right? She's not attracted to him anymore. He doesn't act like him anymore. So they're both losing MashaAllah. There we go. There we go, bro. So they're go. both. That's the one, bro. Sheikh Rami. <laughs> <laughs> they're both. They're, they're losing their position, right? So naturally, the two are not going to work together. The team is not going to perform well. It, it is what it is. Like, just look at families, man. If you look at families who are having problems and you ask them this question, is the guy the provider? Is he the one who. Is the imam of the house? Is he the one who makes decision? Is he the one who's assertive? I'm like, oh, no, well, you know, I'm tired. I'm this, I'm that, whatnot. And you ask the woman, 
Are you waiting for your husband when he comes home? Are you pretty? Are you taking care of yourself? Well, you know, I had a couple of kids now and, you know, I gained some weight. Like how much weight? Like, you know, like 50 kilos extra. I'm like, what? You know, wait a second. Why are you allowing yourself to go to that point? Well, you know, chocolate is good and I have to have energy. And, you know, these kids, I'm stressed. And, you know, if I eat ice cream, it just helps me and whatnot. Like, yeah, these are excuses. So don't, you know, once you leave your position, in the team, that's it. The team loses, man. That's mm-hmm. it. It's just the it's just the, it's just the way Allah has made this universe to work. That every person has to stay in their position, maintain the skills for that position, polish the skills for those for for that position, and keep working on that to make sure that they are meant to be. And that's Omar Khattab mm-hmm. would be very careful on who he selects for specific positions, the right person for the right thing. You know what I mean? So yeah, subhanAllah. You know, you actually remind me of something my teacher was teaching us yesterday. He said the formula for victory is is unity and and skill set. So being unified, having unity, and uh, knowing your skills and working on your skills to develop them properly. SubhanAllah. So uh, essentially what you're saying is we must maintain our frame and work on ourselves. And mm-hmm. at the very least, maintain what we have, but always strive to be better, inshallah. There's a wonderful line from uh, Brother Mahdi that I wanted to share with uh, Brother Gabriel that women marry men in the hopes that they will change. Men marry women in the hopes that they won't change. Interesting. (laughs) I need to to analyze that. I don't know. Analyze it, bro. Tell us. Look into it, bro. I think, I think, I think. uh, if a woman marries a man in the hope that he will change, I think she makes a big mistake. I mean, that happens. I mean, of it might course. be a fact. It might be a fact what he says, but I think it's a big mistake. Of course, and, and men thinking that a woman's going to stay the same is also biologically, you know. It's a big so, mistake. But yeah. it doesn't take away from the fact that men still marry women hoping they'll never change. And women still marry men hoping that they will change. Yeah. It's true. You're right. 100%, man. 100%. Yeah. Uh, brothers have to go unfortunately so uh, inshallah I look forward to the next one JazakAllah khair and may Allah bless you all and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh barakallah feek bro wa salatullah Rami Rami coming in with the scarf bro mashallah we're we're more covered than half the women these days bro (laughs) Angel bro Uh, send me your address bro I'll send you a, a nice one inshallah you can join the team man uh, I was um I actually ordered one today. Ah, yeah, yeah nice. I got us. I'll send you a picture of the one that I ordered. But um, if you want to send me one, bro, I'm listen. My hands yeah, yeah. are open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me address. Inshallah. I'll, I'll hope Inshallah. You. Inshallah. I'll, I'll show you some pictures. Then you choose one. That I have quite a few still. All right. Inshallah. We were we were speaking yesterday that we might start like a theme for the <laughs> podcast. We're just gonna we're just gonna show up like you know. Like I, I like the mix with the with like the just like the jersey or whatever and the, it looks it's, it's yeah, cool like you gotta you gotta, like, you gotta like yeah, yeah, yeah both worlds you know alhamdulillah i, 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 I can see Angel with, with that with that uh, hoodie and, and a black one you know a black yeah, one with a nice yeah yeah I, I got a, a black and red one coming in nice nice inshallah. yeah yeah inshallah. that's what's up that's what's up but um to add to add what we were saying um, I think a very important part as well 
is uh, men got to know what they want in a woman and women got to know what they want in a man. And understanding like the reality of what it takes for that to, to be, you know, like if you want a woman to be feminine, you want her to be cooking, um, taking care of you, being affectionate and being submissive and you guys having the sex that you want to have, like it takes a lot from you as a man. So you can't just, can't just sit around doing nothing and then expect that to be. So I think that's very important. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. yeah, a lot of men want the woman to be perfect, but you know, I think there was one scholar who said if you want Aisha, you should be Muhammad, you know. So, uh, yeah. So, important. Yeah, I think no I think a minimum amount of times that and again it differs couple to couple, but I think if you're having sex less than four times a week, three, four times a week, I think that's a red flag. Like yeah. every day, at least once, but if every other day, which is three, four times a week, you're not even meeting that, I think there's some issue, bro. Either, you know, she's clocking in too many hours or something. Because, I don't know, people don't realize this, but women, when they work, they come home. They can't. They can't perform. They just want to sleep. Men, it's different. I could come home from a long day, 16 hours clocked in. Bro, let me make that 17 hours with you. I'm, I'm ready. But with a woman, yeah. it's different. She has a finite amount of energy. But they don't want to hear that. They want to, they want to think they're equal. Yeah, it's, it's not just about the energy. It's just the way their, their mind works, right? Once mm. they come home and they've had all that stress... They don't feel that desire, right? Men, for us, it's like that's a manifestation of all that stress, you know? Men under stress, it's like a, you know, cooker, right? It's like we build it and we can take it out in that way. The more a man takes, that's why he's built for outside. That's what he's built to be a, a hunter, gatherer, whatever, you know, people call it, right? Like we're, we're warriors, you know? We're outside. We can put up with stuff, with stress. And man, you come home and your beautiful wife is waiting for you. All that stress, bro, all that, pro all those problems turn into this energy that you just want to express it now. And trust me, man, she's not going to, she's not, what, she's not going to complain that you didn't please me. She's going to be like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> you know, it's like finished, you know? That, yeah. That's, that's why most career women are not conducive that's to true. successful marriages because they come home and they've been CEO, CEO, CEO all day. It's like they can't turn that off when they come home. It's like they think, you know, every woman can be like Khadija radiallahu anha, where, you know, you can have a business, you can be a businesswoman, CEO, entrepreneur, then come home and be submissive, know your role in the household. But most women can't. If they're CEO mode all day, they're going to come home and it's just going to carry on. And they're going to try to Subhanallah. be with you. It's, it's amazing you say that. And I think you have to cut this part from the, from the show and put it by itself, you know, because again, someone... Some of these feminists keep using the model of Khadija radiallahu anha, right? Mm -hmm. If Khadija was this, why? Who are you to tell me that I cannot be this and that? And again, ignorance, you know, takes the best of them. Khadija did not travel around with the caravans and go and do the business as people think. They didn't go. She didn't go out. Then the easiest refutation of that is that she hired the Prophet and other men to go do the work. That's why. And that's how she proposed to the Prophet. That's the whole story that she mm -hmm. hired him and he went on a business trip for her and her servant told him of his good character and what she did. And then she proposed and what he did. And then she proposed to him. She and would not go. Yeah, of course, she would be mm -hmm. a respectful woman. Many men try to marry her. She wasn't having it. And, you know, and she saw the, you know, Muhammad who you know, pulled his weight and did things properly. And mashallah, she was impressed. She was not the 
these sisters, they need to wake up. Khadija was not the type of woman to go and mix with men, go outside, mm. blah, 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 you know, business, this and that, CEO, no. Was she a wealthy woman? Yes. Okay, because she inherited and she was smart? Yes. Did she have ideas for business? Was she running it? Yes. Did she do the muscle work? No. Did she go and mix with the people in the market and do on this? No. She hired Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and other Sahaba. Study the seerah. Study the hadith before you talk. Okay? Because it gets you in trouble. Okay? People need to relax. These women always. Just this morning, Subhan. That's why I wanted to call. This morning I received, you know, this fight from this feminine. Oh, look, Khadija did this and this. You need to. Your deen. You need to know. And Khadija at that time, when she had the Prophet, she was just on a fitrah. She was not even a Muslim yet. You know, the Prophet did not receive revelation yet. And she was mm -hmm. still acting like a proper woman. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. subhanAllah, Yo, people need to. People need to be cognizant of that. I think that's what you're getting at. And people are forgetting the fact that gender roles is really a thing in Islam because it's, it's obligatory for a woman to take care of the house and it's obligatory for a man to provide. So why are you letting go of Fard and worrying about Sunnah? Yes, you can work, but it's Sunnah. That should be secondary. And for a man, yes, doing household stuff is Sunnah, but you can't just be at home and not providing. So that's why I'd never be with a woman that wants to work full-time. It's just not going to work because women can't do that. They can't work. If you want to work full-time and take hold the house down, be my guest, but you can't do that. No woman can do that. So guys, with that being said, if you made it this far, hashtag housewife and hashtag marriage game because unfortunately today there's too many women doing overtime at work and under time with their men yeah. and you know last and, last but not least sorry go ahead go ahead yeah i was just gonna say and peep this uh women being at home you know taking care of the household taking care of the kids taking care of maybe some like creative type of business not like a business out where like they're going hard like this is a different type of stress all right, this is a different type of stress than the stress that's uh, placed upon men and women outside in companies and their own businesses, like really having to go hard. And like we said, a man will take that stress and literally just unleash it on the girl. And it's like that stress just makes us want to do that. For a woman, if she goes out there and she accumulates the stress, all she wants to do is release it by complaining and telling you how, how much her day sucked. Or sooner or later, she'll be accumulating something else from some other guy. But with that being said, um, I know tons of women, like, for example, my wife's mom, she's like a seamstress, right? Like, she's like a tailor. So she she has her own business. She works at home and she's she's holding it down. She's she's doing everything here. But, you know, there's other women that are like, oh, I want to do something like that, too. Like something with my hands, like the seamstress thing. Or I want to do like art. But it's like, it doesn't stop there. They're like, okay, now I want to go on these art expos or competitions. Now I want to, you know, like be out of the house six months out of the year. Like, bro, what? That's not what Anhel's saying. Anhel's saying like cultivate that creativity, but channel it in a way where you're in the home and you can like hold both things down. And the farther they're still yeah. there, you're still holding the house down, but you're still productive. You're still self-employed. You're still self-sufficient. You're not relying yeah. on it for money because you know your husband already has it. You're doing this just to give some type of value to the world and just feel fulfilled doing something with your right. life. Right. No? right. That's real, man. And and what happens is out of that lifestyle where both of you are outside, there's there's this this scheduling that takes place, right? Mm -hmm. And you become very regimented. And intimacy becomes regimented. Okay, mm -hmm. honey, 
like, you know, it's like, okay, Fridays are night or this night, or, you know, it's like you start scheduling and that just kills it, man. Because intimacy, if you look at even the hadith of the Prophet, uh, you know, there's, there's three times for intimacy during the day, which could even be interpreted as you could have it three times a day, right? And uh, it also, it should happen naturally, right? That's what the Prophet said. He said, even if you're on top of a camel and the man wants it, he told the woman, you should give it. Even if you're cooking on mm -hmm. top of the stove, if the man wants it, you should give it. Okay? So, I mean, these, these hadith are very, when people look at him, they're like, oh, I think it was like interpreted. Okay, you interpret it for me. You know, <laughs> what do you mean when the Prophet says on the back of a camel? Like at that time, they were riding camels. So do you know what that means? Right? What, what is, men have this time where it just happens. You know, it's, it's, it's natural. We don't be like, yeah, uh, wait, it's it's time now. Okay, let's wait. You know, like it's it doesn't work like that. It, it actually mm. that's one of the killers of intimacy, and 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 the or the lack of, is when you become so scheduled and so it's like a job, right? Oh, I have to be at work at eight, so let's do a quickie before you know in the yeah. Morning, what is this? Five minutes. Mm. Just, man, Let this, me. So it's gonna kill it. Yeah, this, this is this is airing on your YouTube channel too. So I'm gonna put some some men on game too that are on, that are your viewers and your subscribers that. You should never be 50-50 with a woman. You should never be providing 50% and the woman provides 50% because 50% means it can't work without her. That means if she doesn't work, the family won't thrive or even survive. And women don't want that pressure. Think of it like a table. Right? We're all, we all have a table next to us right now. Table got four legs, right? Two for the man, two for the woman. Now, if the woman goes out, what table do you know that can stay standing with two legs? It cannot. A table needs four legs. At the very least, it needs three legs. So if a man's giving at least most, if the woman pulls out, which is the, the one leg, the table can still stay standing. But with two legs, I don't know a single table or chair that can stay, stay standing with two legs. So 50-50 will never work with a woman. It's too much pressure on her. She never, like, she'll do it if she has to, right? And that's why society and this whole materialistic world is moving towards, you know, inflation and you needing two parents. But it's not the best scenario just like a woman who says she's single independent strong i'm 30 i have my own business can she be okay of course she can be okay but we're still better together you know a, a woman who can take care of herself is better than a woman who can't but she's not as good as a woman that has a man do you get me so similarly yeah a man can be happy in life just without women you know you can still be rich you can still be successful but he's not gonna be as good as with a woman Right? We're better together. There's, there's no competition between men and women. That's what women have to have to be aware of. Yeah. yeah. I, th I think the social dynamics that, that we are witnessing today are conducive for people to, to live alone. Like we used to be dependent on each other. And Allah created us, you know, he created the woman from the man. He created Adam and Eve. They were together for thousands of years. The people were depending on each other. Men depend on women. We need women. And women need men, right? But now you see the way this, the, the society is structured that if a woman wants to just go, she can go. There'll be support for her, subhanAllah. If a man wants to be alone, he can just spend his life with prostitutes and with porn and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like there's all these weird things that have happened in the past few years that have destabilized the family because the family used to, as you said, be together. It's, it's a union. It's, it's something that 
it needs all four legs, you know, to be healthy. And remember, it's the building block of, of the nation, of humanity. And that is why I believe it's targeted. That is why if you look at, at a government level, there's all these all these programs that encourage sometimes people say, but that's not our intention. Our intention is to support, but you're encouraging, okay, people to just quit throwing a towel as soon as they can. Now, I'm not saying here that people have to stay in relationships that are bad and toxic and whatever. That's not what we're saying. But if you're looking for me as a counselor, I see that at the first bump, man, people are willing to throw in the towel right away. Because they know that there's always something that's going to support them here, there, or they can just do it on themselves and, or just do it themselves or just do themselves or whatever you want to call it. Right. And they're just saying, Hey, I just go my way. I don't, Oh, I don't like it. You don't, you know, like if you don't have, if you don't have, let's just say, if you don't have an alternative to something, right. You got to think twice before leaving your job, for example, right. Arcs, you arcs. Think, Wait a sec. I need, I need, I need my job. I got to take it easy. Wait, you know, but if you got like, let's say, you know, you're a rich, spoiled kid and you're in this amazing job and something doesn't go your way, like I quit, I quit because, you know, you got something to fall back on. Now, mm. you know, that's that's not always good, man. Mm. That's not always good because it it cultivates that type of behavior. Of, I quit. I quit. I quit. I don't like this. I quit. I just walk away. No, we yeah. depend on each other. We're supposed to work mm. things together. The whole system of the Sharia and the family is set up to solve problems to keep families together you know so that's bro you you know what hypergamy is most men don't know what hypergamy is right so it's like men don't have that we're not gonna you know like if we're okay bro you we could be making 100k a year and marry a girl that works at mcdonald's bro and we'll be okay women won't do that though most men will well, prefer that probably. Most men prefer that. Exactly. Women women are going to make 100K a year and they're going to want a man who makes 200K a year. Women's going to yeah. be six feet tall. You're only going to see them with guys that are six foot one or taller. You know, women yeah. want men that are better than them. Women marry up. Women date up. Women only sleep with up. They don't want awesome. men that are about the same or under. That's why this whole thing about uh, I want to work on myself and be a queen. It's, it's like you could be a queen, but you're not going to be a queen without a king. Like a man who marries a queen, he's he's just like a queen's prince. Do you get what I mean? Like he's not really a man. But then if a woman who's nothing yes, marries a king, she becomes a queen. You get what I mean? Women aren't women, women can't become queens without a no. man. So they need the king. Bro, you froze, I think. Assalamualaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. Wa alaikum assalam. Did you hear what I said or did it cut out? No, no, you cut out. You left um, off. Bro, long story short, like, a woman cannot make a man a king, but a, a man can make a woman a queen. Because a, 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 a woman yes. who's a queen trying to be all that, trying to be up there chasing the corporate ladder, if if she marries a guy who, who ain't anything, he ain't ish, he's not a king, bro. He's just like a woman's, like the queen's husband or the queen's prince in a way. He's still like a little boy. But if a woman who works at McDonald's or whatever, she marries a king, she becomes a queen. Facts. A woman's value is only as, as high as the man that she's with. That's why there's this thing about this myth of a high-value woman. What is a high-value woman? There's no such thing as a high-value woman. A woman's value is equated to the man's value that she's with. But a man's value is not equated to the woman that, she's with, that he's with. A man's value is who he is, what he is, what he's done in the world. Right? So at the same time, women, you want to get a degree... You want to go to school. We're not telling you not to do it, but get married first. 
because if you get a degree, you get that master's, you get that PhD, your pool of viable candidates is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So you're going to be a 30 year old woman with five cats saying, why are there no good men? Where have all the good men gone? You missed out. You have a biological clock the way Allah designed you. We don't. We have all the time in the world. We could be in our 40s and we haven't even peaked yet. Yeah. It sounds harsh, bro, but it's harsh. It's reality. <laughs> and, and I feel like, why can't you be sensitive? Why can't you care about us sisters? Girls, we do. this is why I'm telling you these things, because I care. Society's not going to tell you these things. Mm-hmm. Society wants you to find out when you're too late and you're dried up and you're menopause and you got six degrees and you can't find a good man. I'm telling you this now so you can take preemptive measure. Trying to, we're trying to give you the truth. Yeah, we're trying to give you the truth, bro. Prophet Sallallahu turned all of, all of Mecca you know, upside down and he got so much hate. You know, Alayhi wasalatu wasalam. Like, you can't be a person. And I'm not trying to compare us to the Prophet, not even close, but we're trying to give you the truth. And when you give the truth, it sounds harsh, but I'd rather give you the truth that's hard to deal with now. And then over time, long term, it gives you ease rather than society giving you ease right now. Okay, so right now you can go out clubbing, you can go OnlyFans, you can start your business, whatever you want to do. But long term, you're going to suffer. So this is what it is. Yo, I'm still thinking about um, what you what you guys were saying, how like uh, if the guy is on the camel and he wants sex, then you should give it to him. <laughs> you got I, now I'm, yeah, yeah, and I'm thinking like you said, oh, if the girl is cooking, and, and the guy wants sex, then, like, she should give it to him. I'm like, whoa, 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 hold up now. If if any of my girls are going to be cooking, like, I'm not going to mess that up. I don't play with my food. Because if we could do it after, <laughs> after you're done cooking, after we're done eating, all right, let's go. Let's get to work. Let's what about during? Bro. You know when, when stuff simmers for, like, 10 minutes? You got that, like, 15 minute. you got to let it simmer, that window of Nah, nah, nah. I'm, I'm going to let her sit there and be focused <laughs> on the food. Mm. <laughs> what are you gonna be doing in the meantime? I'm gonna be watching her, watching the food, bro. There we go. I'm I'm managing the girl who's who's cooking. Exactly. I'm the supervisor while she's cooking. Bro. There we go. Supervisor. I, like I gotta that. make sure she's putting the spices that I like, and I gotta make sure she's taking the time out just to make it extra crispy if I want it extra crispy. Hey, hey, babe, do you want to cook together? Uh no, nah, babe. I'll supervise you while you cook. I'm down. <laughs> And at the end of it, be like, hey, babe, do you like what we made together? And <laughs> she's going to lose it. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Women are fun, bro. Women are, it's supposed to be easy, bro. Life's not supposed to be hard for all the men watching. If life's hard, you're either A, bad with women, or two, with a bad woman. That's it. It's supposed yeah. to be simple. I like that. With that being said, brother Gabriel Al-Romani, Jazakallah for your time. Tomorrow, we're filming part nine. But this is part eight for the viewers. Uh, do comment down below what you guys want to see. Any feedback. This is definitely our longest series that we've made. We are hitting double digits tomorrow or the day or the you know episode after. So let us know. I don't think we're anywhere near the end. I think we have still a few more episodes to bang out. But give us some yeah. feedback. Comment the hashtags that I gave you. Marriage game and the other one I gave you. If you guys really remember, you're going to write two hashtags. Anho, you got anything else? I came in late, so I, I only He's know still like thinking a, a about bit. the camel. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thinking cow. about the food, man. Like, listen, no, no, I ain't playing with the food, bro. Hello, bro. Any hadith with the camels is, is mashallah, bro. We got that that camel hadith. We got the other one, which is tie your camel first, then put your trust in Allah. Mm-hmm. Camels just I love camels, bro. And hadith, don't they? I love camels, bro. Uh, there's another I, one I with, with uh with uh the Prophet gave a hadith where uh the camel urine and camel milk uh are really uh proficient in treating disease. And I did some research in that. I found some scientific literature, right? Check this. That I'm talking about stage four or five metastatic cancer. Like worst type of cancer was, you know, the tumor went down with camel urine and milk. 1400 years ago, Prophet said that. But today, they're going to be like, ew, you want to drink camel urine? That's so barbaric. That's so backwards. But they'd rather pay, you know, 500K chemotherapy, lose their hair. Um, you know, another thing me and Anha learned was, Apparently in chemotherapy, you can lose your hair within a day. We didn't really know that, uh, but Allah apparently. Uh, may Allah protect, man. I mean, um, I'll, I'll, I'll rather drink some camel. <laughs> yeah, same, bro. <laughs> it's all good, bro. All right, man. May Allah bless you all. Thank you for joining us. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.